With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Contra Dawn Show with your host, Dawn Appleberg. Is there anybody out there? And I just lost my caller. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, guys, there was a delay there. I thought I was being heard, and I wasn't. And caller, please call back. Um... All right, so let's go back and, and, and reiterate what I just said, what you couldn't hear. Bottom line, this last two or three weeks has been really traumatic. It's been, you know, as, as those of you don't know, uh, I had a death in the family, so I've been having to deal with that. But on top of that, the nation in and of itself has been going through some massive travesties. We have Texas, Louisiana flooding. We've got Idaho, I'm sorry, as you were, Montana, Washington, Oregon, all on fire. California's on fire and flooding. Um, can I? Can, can you hear me now? Hi, Tyler. Yeah. Can you hear? Me? Perfect. We have California and oh, California on fire and flooding. Ironically, they can do both at the same time. Just California, they're special. And then in the Middle East, we have still we have some. Um, drought zone. So America has really been through going through a large tumultuous time. What I decided to make my show on today, instead of covering all that because everybody is, I decided to go ahead and cover something that I noticed and was shocked that came out from this. And that is, I honestly believe that we have seen the beginning of the death of our First Amendment, and we have allowed it. So we'll get into that. First off, I wanted to go ahead and, for those who may be a little rusty on it, we're going to go ahead and discuss what the First Amendment is, what it actually says, and what we understand from it. The First Amendment, let's go ahead and read it. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, if you're looking at this, it sounds like Congress at this point when they were actually writing this amendment were more concerned about religious freedom than they actually were about freedom of speech. And a lot of people haven't seen this angle. 
abridging the freedom of speech was tossed in there. I don't mean tossed was added in there specific to the fact they wanted to make sure that this this expanded out so that we would have freedom. But for the most part what this what this entire article was for or amendment was for was protect religion and to ensure that the government could no longer enact its enact on religion uh charges and policies that were against it. And the reason they did this is because one of the reasons that we were fighting, well, that our founding fathers were fighting against King was because he had, the the colonists when they came over were actually a religious sect that did not agree with the Church of England at the time. What happened was that they, they volunteered, basically, to come across to the new land to settle in so they could have their freedom of religion. Ironically, they turned around and began to um, repress everybody and persecute anybody who didn't believe in their Puritan beliefs, but, you know, the intent was there. So a lot of people don't realize this. They also made sure this was in here about the right to peacefully assemble, so that you couldn't, you know, disrupt their, their peaceful assemblies, and petition the government for redress of grievances, where we have our petitions now that we all sign. So what they did with this is they said, yeah, we're going to make sure that, that religion is covered no matter what, but we're also going to make sure that the freedom of speech and that the right of the people to, to voice their opinions and be who they are is not repressed by the government. People on the left and on the right, you have to understand that does not mean that you can scream freedom of speech against Facebook. Facebook is not the government. If Facebook decides they want to go ahead and make every conservator out there block, they can do it. It's an it's an open organization. They're not the government. You can appeal, but they have the right to do that. By the same token, if conservatives decide they want to block liberal mentality and liberal media and this type of thing, you have the right to because you're not the government. Therefore, we have the right in and of ourselves to go ahead and, with the freedom of speech, go ahead and in our own circle block certain things that we disagree with, and the other person only has the right to be offended by it. A lot of people have forgotten that. Now, notice there is nowhere in what I just said that gives you the right to harm another person or violently attack another person because of what they've said. The freedom to swing your fist ends at my nose. That was said by Andrew Jackson. So you can say whatever you want, you can protest all you want, as long as you don't hurt or violate or or commit violence. So with that being said, ironically, the last two years, we have been seeing a growing encouragement. Let's back up. Prior to 2017, we're seeing the residuals now because we're still having to clean out some of the the swamp. We're having to drain out some of the the liberals like Ninth Circuit that were in there. But the thing is, is um, with the with with the uh, liberal mentality, what we saw was the government being used to persecute and prosecute Christians for failing to go ahead and abide by what their standards were at that time. They were uh, they were impressing on them the freedom of speech. They were condemning them. They were when they stood up for their rights and said, "Hey, as a business, I do not want to do something." They were used to prosecute. 
That's how far we went on losing our First Amendment rights as businesses. One of the things that we also saw with this is we also saw individuals, peer group, with repression. Now, remember, I just said that you have the right to block an individual from saying something on Facebook or this type of thing or tell someone you don't agree with them, but you don't have the right to be violent about it or you don't have the right to to repress that individual from speaking. We have become a nation of such political niceties and tolerance and trying to bend over backwards for even the smallest extreme individual that we have self-censored ourselves. When Houston's flooding occurred, millions of people banded together to help. I was one of thousands who jumped on Zello and immediately started working across the nation to go ahead and get transports taken care of, to get stuff out to the different areas and get, get, uh, get stuff taken care of. But the thing is, is that when we had, when we had um, individuals who came, stood up and started talking about Houston – they started talking about the fact that you could not say things like patriot, you could not say things like Christian, and if you did, you were being racist, and they were attacking people for wanting to help. So, real quick, caller, introduce yourself and say hi. Gary Mall, and how are you doing? Yeah, no, hey, Gary, Sorry about that. I had two children that came in, and it was adamant and imperative that I answer their question right now or else they were going to die, I, I. That's what the note said. So, all right. Um, one of the things I also noticed is a lot of the hate that came flowing through from this. For instance, there were individuals who were actually claiming that if you were supporting Houston, you were being racist. Now, folks, let's be honest with you. How many of you really know what racist means? Those of you throwing it around on both sides, how many of you really know what it means? The Webster Dictionary defines racism as an unadulterated intolerance or hatred against a particular ethnicity. So technically, you cannot be racist against all whites because all whites are not from the same ethnicity. I'm Irish. Gary, I think you're what, German? You have German blood? You're American. I know that, but you're, yeah. you have German? Yeah. Okay? We're different yeah. races. Now, if I were to come out and say I hate Germans, I'd be a racist. And if he were to come out and say he hated Irish, he'd be a racist. But to say you hate all rights, that's just ludicrous. That in and of itself turns you into one of the biggest racists out there because you're actually using unintelligent logic to go ahead and define a skin pigmentation as a race. But then again, we have that logic out there with so many people now where they just don't want to use scientific fact. They want to go with emotion. You cannot be a racist if you are supporting the Houston movement because it's not about race. It's about humanity. You cannot be a racist. I think it's more about being stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. What? I think it's more about just being stupid. I've seen posts where they were saying that uh, Houston need to go ahead and flood out because they, it was people voted for Trump, and I'm like, really? Exactly. They're going to start to stop? It's it's stupid. It has nothing it to do with anybody. 
It is. The it, natural it, it, disaster. It's absolute intolerance. And it's, it's, I agree with you. Did you see the one from the, the Houston, um, not the Houston, but the professor? I'm sorry, say it again. Did you see the one from the professor? I don't know. No, some of them I just try to. Uh, some of them I just try to ignore because they're so stupid. All they do is just irritate a guy. Mhm. Well, there was one about a professor who said that Houston deserved it because they voted. For, they went red, and he was he was promptly fired. Now you don't hear about the firing. You just hear about the instigating. Yeah. One of the other things that did come out of this, though, Gary, that's, and the rest of my audience, I'm talking to Gary because he's here. <laughs> One of the things that came out of here, though, that really disturbed me is some of the responses I'm hearing from other stories around the, the, the nation of different things that have occurred that remind me very much of the pre-SS regime mindset, for instance – there was a big blow-up during this time about a cop that back in 2016, when he had an irate individual pulled over who was being very uncooperative and was snarling and snarking at him and, and actually said, what, you're going to shoot me? He very calmly said, we only shoot black people. Now. That was just on the news, yeah. Here's the deal, people. It isn't a weapon. The extreme left lost their mind. I'm watching posts. This is 2017. You can't say things like that. Well, last time I looked, there was no amendment to the Constitution that said you couldn't. I was seeing people on the right saying it was a stupid thing to say and he should be professional at all times because of the law enforcement officer. You're not allowed to screw up. I have been telling those people, well, then I want to see everything you've ever said in your life, and I want you to pay the the price for what you said out of turn. My personal opinion on it, it calmed down the driver. It was a snarky comment. It was by no means real. It was by no means meant to be taken seriously. I don't think it was. Oh, no. Everybody who saw it realized it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. But the bottom line is everybody screamed for his firing, his termination. Now, he got the last laugh. For those of you who don't know, those who are, you know, gunning for blood and those who are um, not, you know, those who are supporting him, he's actually retiring. He had 28 years on the force. He's going to retire with perfect pension. He's going to be fine. But at the same time, the, the level of absolute extreme antagonism that came out because of this one comment shocked me. And I want to tell you why. And I'm going to upset the left here for a little bit, and I want you to really calm down afterwards. Drink your chai tea, meditate, count to ten, whatever you have to, and I want you to really think about what I tell you. Because I have a lot of individuals who self-identify as liberal or independent liberals who listen to the show. I was really shocked by this. I'm going to tell you something. I want you to digest it, and then I want you to logically think about it. You have become so thin-skinned at this point as a representation of your party that you are no longer being taken seriously about anything. Your offense level is so high about everything 
that even if you did have a legitimate complaint, it is moot. You are no longer even considered reliable. You're no longer considered logical. And you're no longer considered, period, when it comes to offense. For an officer to say something like, we only shoot black people, which, by the way, if you don't remember, for what, from 2016, for the last part of it, when BLM really started standing up, their whole mantra was the only thing cops do is shoot black people. The only thing that cops do is kill black people. Even though you know that statistically it's, and data, is it's not true. The man was simply stating something, A, that the media has been pushing, B, that PC has been pushing, C, that was a joke and sarcastic, and D, did not reach a level of offense that you gave it. We used to be able to joke as a nation with each other. We used to be able to snark as a nation together. If you really want to know how far we have fallen, I recommend, uh, I will warn you before I do that this is a, a sitcom that does have some sexual scenes, not brutal scenes, but still there's naked backs, okay? But it's called Scrubs. Scrubs is a series that, it's a, comedy series that occurs in a hospital and it's multicultural multinational multi-religion and ethnicity and it was in the early 2000s we're only talking a decade behind us watch that and realize how far down that that ironic protest offense intolerant move you have you've gone I challenge you to do that. The First Amendment has gotten so extreme that we have children now because of the transgender movement. We have children who are of a young age who may be confused about the fact that their boyfriend, not boyfriend as in dating, but their boyfriend has come out as a girl to school and calls the girl by the boy's name and they're being suspended or sent to the counselor's office. We've gotten to the point now that on college campuses and in some businesses now, you cannot use gender pronouns. Guys, that's stupid. We have become so politically correct that the First Amendment's death is so – it's cancer at this point. It's slowly dying. But we have gotten to the point now where – I went back and I looked at all my posts I did over the last year just to see what was going to happen. 23 websites have banned me for posts. Those posts were not attacking individuals. Those posts were not creating drama or citing incorrect sources. Those posts were straight-up posts that were telling the truth about a situation or basing a fact about a situation. But because that side did not agree with it, they banned me. Now, it was their First Amendment right, of course, but a decade ago, they would not have been so intolerant about it. A decade ago, you could log under the huff and actually see conservative and liberal conversations. Go ahead, Gary. Imagine what the next 10 years will bring. Here is my forecast. I was just talking to John Jeffers, 
about that. By the way, shout out to our Contra Radio Network mentor uh, Wednesdays. He does his show uh, for on uh, Facebook Live for Contra Radio. Sundays, I do my Contra Don show, which is about current events and logical politics. And on Saturday, we have Julie with the Ladies of the Watch. I don't know if she's going to be on this Saturday because she said she was having technical difficulties, but she's down in Florida, and she's on her way to Houston. So if you don't see her, it's because she's out there doing search and rescue, guys. So welcome, caller. It's John Jeffords calling in. Hi, John. So I was just hey. having a conversation. I was just going to reiterate the conversation I had with you. And one of the questions that John asked is what he was thinking about why the media has become so toxic. And one of the things that I thought about, and I have been thinking about with the whole First Amendment and everything else, is the fact that we normally are a nation in flux. We've normally gradually gone to the extremes with, with presidential candidates and presidential reigns in between that kind of rolled us into the next, from conservative to Democrat or back. Obama was so extreme, socialist, progressive, and Trump is so extreme, constitutional, conservative, that there was no, there was no edging into it. And what happened is the media hit a huge brick wall, and the people out there who normally advance with this wave, there was no middle ground. And so instead of smoothly gliding over for perceptions, we have had a massive schism in what people think is right and what's wrong. And I think that has a lot to do with what we're seeing with the First Amendment. I was down the road talking to my neighbors. I have no problem absolutely telling you that my neighbors down the road are complete liberals. When I'm bored, I wander over there just to go ahead and get them all strung up, and then I come back home. <laughs> I no, I do, I do. You have no idea. I do not take. I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot. Anybody who listens to my show knows that if you can talk to me logically, okay, my my next door neighbor right next to us actually can sit down and tell me why he hates Trump, and he can tick off logical reasoning and logical deductions that explains why he cannot stand the man, most of it being construction issues because he's in the construction industry and most of the fact dealing with some of the bankruptcies that have occurred and some of the practices that have occurred between Trump and some of his subcontractors. So logically, I can actually respect his decision, and I, while I don't agree with him, we can have a logical conversation about why I like him, and he can tell me why he doesn't. Two houses down? Oh, it's all about the fields, honey. They cannot give one logical reason why they dislike the man, but they will ragingly, in, in passionate, profane sequence, explain to you how much they loathe the man and then shut you down with the statement of freedom of speech. Which they deny to everyone else. Correct. Now, because it's in their garage... What I do is I wait until we have a lull in the conversation, and I'll just throw out there something that Trump has done, and then I wander back to my house. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm horrible, but I do it anyways. Okay, so going back to the freedom of speech and the death of, going back to the self-censoring of the pure, 
I want you to honestly, if you're listening to this conversation, if you're downloading this podcast, I want you to stop right now, and I want you to think, honestly think about the last time you said something that was politically incorrect in a large, open, public arena, such as a grocery store, a movie theater, maybe at the shopping mall. And I'm not just talking about I love Trump. I mean, for instance, when my kids and I are going to Fred Meyer, as we're walking in, if they see something they dislike and they ask about it, I have absolutely no problem saying, yes, honey, I understand that that young gentleman over there is wearing an LGBT flag on his shirt, and you dislike it. He has the right to wear that, and we have the right to think he's an idiot. <laughs> now, I ser- and the reason I bring this up, I'm not talking about just being hateful. We have conversations when we're walking in the store. I went to Safeway the other day because Fred Meyer didn't have what we needed. We had a sick relative in the house. And as we're walking through Fred Meyer, um, I'm sorry, walking through Safeway, uh, my youngest girl, she's looking around, and she says, she says, Mom, do any of these people know that you have your firearm on you? And I said, probably not. And she leaned closer to me, and she didn't whisper it. She just leaned closer to me. She says, how many of them would freak out if they found out? I said, probably half of them. And we kept on going. Now, what I noticed at that point was how charged the energy around me got. There were half of those individuals who actually felt assaulted, verbally assaulted by my words. And then there were a couple that felt that it was so comfortable, one of them actually came up and said, hey, do you mind if I if I ask what you carry? And we actually had a conversation about it. Now, there's a reason I'm challenging you on this. We all talk about the First Amendment like it happens to be our God-given right or our constitutional right or our entitlement or whatever, but how many of you are actually still exercising it without censorship? Great question. How many of you are actually doing this without in the back of your head saying, I don't want to offend? Even though, you know, you go on Facebook and you blast it, that's great. But you're sitting behind a keyboard. Right. If the answer is you feel uncomfortable saying in public what's in your head, and not you, guy, I know you over there, we're not talking about your deep, dark circles. Uh Uh-uh, we don't even want to hear what's in your head. We're talking about everybody else. If you cannot feel comfortable voicing your opinion or voicing your thoughts of what things should be out loud, you have killed your own First Amendment. With that being said, there are certain terms and words that, let's be real, in polite society, common sense says you should refrain from using simply because you're being polite. That does not mean it should be illegal by any means, but it just means that those individuals who use those terms are looked at as idiots. Am I wrong? No. We were at a friend's the other day. In our neighborhood here in the burbs that I live, we we have multiracial families. We have multicultures. And we get together for barbecues and everything, and we were talking, 
And one of our neighbors brought up the fact that he, he did not understand Black Lives Matter. Now, he was white. Everybody went dead silent. Now, I waited a heartbeat. And that's when I said, okay, guys, got a question. He's simply asking he doesn't understand. Do you want to explain it to him? He didn't say anything negative about you. He just wants you to explain it to him. At that point, there were a couple of sheepish grins. And, you know, there were a couple of offended individuals, sure. But that's when they actually had to stop and think because their mind process has gotten to the point now, we as a society, that when certain things are brought up, we are to automatically self-censor ourselves. If you don't want to lose your First Amendment, you need to stop. And that goes for the left as well as the right. If the left doesn't want to lose their First Amendment, they need to stop trying to repress everybody else from what they have to say. If the right doesn't want to lose their self-amendment, then they need to get on that horse and they need to start riding it. Because we are allowing at this point for it to bleed dry. You know, Donna, earlier you were talking about the uh, TV series Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I got a better example. What? This uh, particular feature would not be able to be made today at all. And I'm speaking of the movie Blazing Saddles. Oh, my there gosh. Is, I love that. I own it. There is no way that movie would be made today. No way that movie could have been made today. And yet everybody you know watches one, it. They all you? sit there and laugh. You know another movie that would not be able to be made today? Hmm. It was the one with... Um, Eddie Murphy and the guy who played Willy Wonka. Eddie Murphy? Was it Eddie Murphy? One was deaf, the other was blind. Black and white duo, they did a couple of movies together. I'll have to look it up. But the thing is, you know what, I'm going to look it up right now. The thing is, you wouldn't be able to use it either because there are so many references that were casual in there about race and about handicaps and, you know, Mm-hmm. But they were so casual, and they weren't—they were not insulting. People found them amusing on both sides. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what was the what was the series that had um, uh, the the fire series with? Um, I'm blanking because I don't watch TV. Uh, the Irish guy. The Irish guy. The comedian. Which one? You're all drunk. You're all funny. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. No, no, he played a firefighter, and um, he he was... Uh... You're talking about O'Leary. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, Dennis O'Leary's. Uh, yes, Dennis O'Leary's, where he was, and it's still on today. Now, this oh my God, amazing. That, How that has first that show managed to make it as long as it has? Because anybody watching it, with the mindset mm-hmm. we have of today, should be literally triggered every five seconds by that man's mouth. Dennis O'Leary. Oh, yeah. And he you watch that first back. season, it is a riot. That first season is funnier than hell. Uh-huh. Just because of the issues that are brought forth. Correct. But the thing is, is everybody can watch it as entertainment purposes, but if we were to have actually any of those conversations in real life, oh my you'd God. have blood. People would lose their minds. 
you'd be hauled into the human resources office and blasted and terminated right then and there. One of the things I've yeah, one of the things I have noticed about our First Amendment rights, which which as I've you know beaten a dead horse almost to death with, about us losing them, is it looks like and and the look conservatives, you are twice as guilty as liberals for oh, yeah. this, and I'm calling you out for this. You like to go ahead and beat that chest, and you like to go ahead and talk about how you have these rights, mm-hmm. but you'll be the first to censor you and your family to be polite, mature individuals. There's a difference between being polite, having good social graces, versus censoring yourself constantly Mm -hmm. because you're afraid you might offend somebody. No one has the right to be not offended. The First Amendment is set up for offensive speech. Well, we, we talked about the First Amendment at the beginning of the show, and one of the things that's really interesting about it, and, and I don't know if Gary knew it beforehand I, before I read it, was the fact the First Amendment was actually written for the freedom of religion specifically, and the rest was ad addendum. The, there's a reason why the First mm-hmm. Amendment contains those three components. It is that, it was that essential for that, for the for the country, for the Constitution, for the individual rights. Those are the, there's a reason. There's three absolute scopes within that First Amendment. Right. Assembly, religion, and a speech. But there's actually four. There's okay, actually four. four. <laughs> the fourth one happens to be the fact that the, the, you can petition the government for redress of grievances. Redress of grievances, right, okay. Correct, so which we are actively doing on both sides, even though some of them happen to be grievances that are not based in logic whatsoever um, on on both calibers. But if we want to go ahead and keep our freedom of speech, then we need to become active. What we need to do is we need to start pushing back on these political laws that are causing us to lose our rights. For instance, while many who are on the progressive liberal side agree with the fact we've had Christian businesses closed, based upon their stance of not wanting to support gay weddings, it's against the constitutional right. Now, the only reason they got away with it, to be perfectly blunt, was because they fell under the Ninth Circuit. What we need to do right. is we need to disband the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit oh, is probably one of the biggest cancers out there when it comes to our, when it comes to our constitutional dangers. It's also the biggest uh, – it, it consumes the largest landmass in the country. It needs mm-hmm. to be broken down. It does. The second thing that we need to do as individuals on both sides, left, right, and those in the middle, because it concerns us too, is we need to start reviewing and looking for these laws that are being passed which address freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of the press issues, and we need to address them directly with our representatives so they understand they're serious. And by the way, people, I'm going to be perfectly blunt about this. Freedom of the press does not give the press the right to do what they're doing now. I have said it it before, and I'll say it again because it was just, again, reiterated by Russia. Mainstream media here in the United States has become worse than Pravda. And Pravda was the propaganda machine of Russia for years. That's true. So that means lying is not your freedom of speech? Lying does no. not, is not covered by the freedom of speech. It is not. 
I'm just, I'm just, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just... He's asking a rhetorical question. Sure. No. What the freedom of speech means is it's a freedom from government interference. And that's what they're talking about. Correct. However, about. however, what a lot of people have failed to remember is the fact that if the press becomes propagandized and not telling the truth, the government mm-hmm. does have the right to step in and demand investigations and the stripping of credentials for false representation and out-and-out lies. They should have done that to Acosta on CNN months ago, and they won't do it. They should have stripped him of his credentials and tell CNN, you want to cover Get a new reporter in there. I'm going to go way out there. I'm going to tell you what I predict. This is the first year that Donald Trump's been in. He's been kind of treading around, figuring things out. He's been pulling all those little spider webs and seeing who bites and who doesn't. I predict this next year we're going to see a massive boot of holdovers because of 2018 elections. I predict that we're going to see a huge – boot out of a lot of our representation, including some of these new guys who did not do mm-hmm. what they were supposed to do. And what I right. also predict is I also predict an open, active, aggressive investigation against Soros. It might be. It could very well be. You know, I'm getting reports that the Department of Justice has now named Antifa a terrorist organization. Confirmed. I don't know if it's true. It is confirmed. confirmed. They have named them a terrorist organization. They have. As a matter of fact, when they finally made their move is when the L.A. Times came out and said that Antifa is a terrorist organization. When Berkeley's mayor, who is a member of Antifa, came out and said, I screwed up. These guys are bullies. That's when they said, oh, really? I guess we can move now with with help and assistance. Because if the government calls it with the the turmoil and anarchy we're dealing with right now, they can call it, but if we don't have the structure backing them up, then the last resort they have is a military influx, and that's going to civil war. A lot of people are wondering why Obama hasn't done more about what's up. I'm sorry, as you were, I did use that horrible person's name. A lot of people want to know why Trump is not doing more about the chaos that's issuing, because he recognizes the signs. This guy has been around the block. Anything that happens on an extreme level at this point, pro-conservative, or pro-liberal or progressive, I don't like to use the word liberal at this point, is going to incite a civil war. We are right there, people. I cannot stress enough the fact that I do not foresee by the end of Trump's era that the United States of America is going to be 50 full states. Hmm. Interesting. We are so stigmatized. We are so divided And the hate has been brewing for so long, the anger for so long, and the false false propaganda spewed for so long that I personally believe that we are going to be seeing the end of a great era. We will still have the United States of America when we're done. But we're either going to have a big bloodbath and those who lose – which, sadly, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you on the progressive side, you are no match for what's on the conservative side for three None. reasons. One, you don't have the numbers if you look at the last vote. <laughs> Two, you are currently looking at a nation who has more 
war-trained, hardened veterans in its populace than it ever Combat any veterans. time before. Combat and they're conservative for the most part. Veterans. Oh, yeah, most of them are, I'd say 90% of them are. And finally, the final reason you're going to lose is because when the rubber meets the road, you don't have a leg to stand on with your agenda. You're all over the place. You want everybody to go ahead and, and, and make sure you're, you're tolerant of your personal space and your emotions, but you cannot run a government on emotions. And because you do not have a platform or a salt, you have anarchy. And because of that, you're turning off a lot of those who would support you. So the bottom line, if this turns into a bloodbath, you're going to lose. And you're going to lose hard, and it's going to hurt. I am warning you. Lose and if big. anybody out there happens to know progressives or liberals who happen to believe in this, send them this podcast. It's a warning. It's not a threat. It's a it's prediction. It is. And, John, if you think about it, I'm not wrong. Oh, I've, I've been ad, I've been talking about this in my show. I've been talking about it, and I've been warning them. It's just a matter of fact. Even Chuck, and you know, uh, two weeks ago, and I think if Gary, Gary's still on. I think Gary was on when Chuck was on. We were talking, and what we yeah. said was this. And what Chuck said was, it's going to take. What's going to happen to ignite it? He says, what's going to happen is. Antifa or one of their organizations or umbrella organizations is going to cross the line and the and the conservative side is going to have to take a hit. They're going to have to take the first hit. And by that, I mean they're going to suffer the first casualties. And then there will be no rules of engagement. All gloves are off. The gloves are off. All bets are off. Now it's on. But if you want to hold the, but if you want to hold the moral high ground the right side, the conservatives, the patriots are going to have to take the first hit. Whatever I that is. When we had, I can tell you when that show took place, too, was when you was in Mississippi. That was the first well, one. That was the first time I said it. Yep. Here's, here's one of the things that we are going to have to understand on the conservative side. And we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. All these people on Facebook who are talking about, I'm locked and loaded, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The real three percenters are going to be the ones who are going to actually handle this. Because most of the conservatives are not going to want to lose their cushy job. They're not going to want to lose their benefits. They're not going to want to get involved because it's it's going to be detrimental to their golf game or... You know, I'm 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 a mom on the PTA. I bake cookies. You really want me to do that? Well, I know I said I would, but I'm supporting you. I'll cheerlead. All right. With that being said, it took 200 years and multiple multiple casualties before the colonists finally stood up and said, "We're done." That's true. We're at that point now far faster because we have a mix of cultures in our na- in our nation now, and we are being attacked on all sides. It may not be a hit from Antifa that finally does it. We have had over 50 beheadings on American soil since the 70s in the name of jihad. 
That's another. That's another one we have to watch out for. You're they right. are the, the 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 Islamic nation are becoming more aggressive here in America. They're starting to demand more. They're starting to act out more culturally. They're starting to. They're trying to uh, assimilate American culture into their culture, and I think that's going to be the big trigger. Well, they're 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 demanding assimilation and obedience to their demands. We've already well, had. You, our, you we've already had a woman. Not ours, to yours. Yes, we've already had an infidel shot down in cold blood by a Muslim wearing a law enforcement badge, and he walked. They did not press charges. I cannot believe that happened. That is, is unbelievable. That the, is that the one that shot the Minnesota. woman that was the Minnesota that asked for help? Yep, that's she heard it. somebody screaming in the alley. Now here's the thing. Where's the riots? Where's the outrage? Where's the demand? Where's the petition to have this guy? Where's, where is anything about this? Well, you have to remember the reason most people know. are not speaking was, out about it except for on Facebook is no, one was more. Minnesota. Minnesota is all, is, is all liberal. I was well, wondering why I hadn't heard state. more about it. I didn't realize they dropped the charges. No, they, didn't even, they didn't even press charges. They investigated. He never had charges against him. They never oh, charged no, him. It never, never went to a grand jury. That. Yeah. Yet the Bundys are going in the jury for the third time. He, he flat out even refused to even go talk to the whatever it was. The, uh, he refused to talk to Internal Affairs. Yeah, he refused to talk to Internal Affairs. Right and, and, and yet the Bundys are going to trial for a third time. Which is unbelievable. That is double. That is beyond double jeopardy. So my question is, where gonna... are these three presenters? Where is the where is the civil unrest? Where is the uprising? And I'm not talking about the riots because we don't riot. But where is the in mass assault on the, you know, on on the courthouse that's holding them and demanding that she is disbarred? We don't do it that way. But what's going to happen is my my personal opinion is what's going to happen is that Antifa or an Islamic fanatic. Or BLM is going to go too far, and they're right. going to they're going to lock down a city and take it hostage. And when that happens, well, it'll have to be a city that has that has that has given them political cover. They, they won't do it to a city that does not. If they have political oh, no. cover, I, it's got to be a conservative city that they actually do. Because notice they're no, they only hitting progressive cities. Right, because they can get away with it with the political cover. What I'm saying is that we are expecting this level of violence to escalate. The FBI has already come out with it. I saw that. Wait until they hit Salt Lake City, Utah. Wait until they hit, you know, let's say here, Puyallup, Washington. A lot of people don't hear about good old Puyallup, and the reason you don't is because we're, you know, we got the state fair out here, and that's pretty much it. We're down south from (laughs) Seattle. The state fair. (laughs) But. We are a resident of mostly retired military, active duty military, law enforcement, fire department, first responders, nurses, teachers. But you cannot drive from my house to my husband's work, which is about 30 minutes away, without seeing at least 16 to 17 don't tread on me, 3% models, Mullen Lobby, don't take my guns. I mean, it's a hardcore conservative area. A lot of people don't hear about it because they hear about Seattle. 
Antifa, BLM, they come here, there will be war. Well, they won't be walking out, that's for sure. Well, but that's what I'm saying, is that they, they are going to eventually hit the wrong town. They're eventually going to they're eventually going to cross the wrong people, and it's going to escalate. That's going to be the fuse. When they actually hit one of these conservative towns, that's going to be the fuse. And what a lot of the progressives don't understand because they have not seen it in over two decades, when you get the conservatives riled up, the sleeping dragon will wake. So all of this censorship, all of this this non-triggering, triggering, safe space, all of this emotional rhetoric that we're hearing about, the bottom line, the first step is taking back your First Amendment if you really want to avoid this, guys. Forget about the Second Amendment fight. They, we've got so many guns in our country, even if they tried to take them, they couldn't. Yeah, they could get them. At least not get them all. John, we're talking about a nation who makes it mandatory to have insurance, and you have to actually register your car with insurance in, or at the DMV to get your license, and still half of us are uninsured. That is correct. Do you really think they're going to find your guns? Because there's going to be a million point five who all of a sudden had their guns end up at the bottom of the lake. What is this? Look at Chicago. That's gun control city. Oh, it doesn't work. Hey, I got I gotta ask you. Does not did work. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, news story with the nurse who got arrested because I did. the guy was unconscious and she wouldn't draw his blood for the police officer and he arrested her for it? Yep, she said you need a search warrant and the, the officer should be fired. As a matter of fact, there is an internal investigation going on at this point. The police officer, law enforcement, has apologized, um, and at this point, there is an investigation pending. So we're gonna see what happens with that. So to wrap this up, we got eight minutes left, guys. My show tonight was kind of a little bit all over the place, except for it wasn't. The First no, no, Amendment no. is you the just... most critical amendment that we have for our freedoms. All other amendments that we have to our Constitution came because we got the First Amendment. Do you really think the right to vote for women occurred in a vacuum? Oh, no. Yes, they were arrested. Yes, they were persecuted. But they had the right for the suffrage movement to stand up on the street corners and protest the fact they could not vote. Do you think the right for minorities to become citizens occurred in a vacuum? Once more, peaceful protest, freedom of speech. Every amendment we've had, including the second, was done because the first amendment was there. That is the mother load. That one right there, we must protect at all costs. So stop throwing it away. Stop selling it down the river. Stop hiding it because you want to be the polite individual. Stop acting like you're an embarrassment to this country because you have an opinion. That is contrary to that of the mainstream media and their and their lemmings. Well, you said you said it pretty clear when you look at just simple things like TV shows from 10 years ago to now, it's a night and day difference on what's said and what don't get said anymore. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, they hit hard yeah. for me. Well, I, 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 they I just, one, they just sat there and banned Gone with the Wind. 
because it was offensive. Uh-huh. What the hell are people talking about? Gone with the Wind was a historical documentation. It actually showed what really happened. Now, here's, here's my challenge. Every every week I do a challenge. I don't know if you've been following it, John, but every week I do a challenge to my people. And don't when I say my challenge. people, they're not my people. They just happen to be people who listen in. Whether they like me or not, I don't know. Oh, and the dog. I forgot the dog. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. My challenge is I want you to literally this next week, when you're out in public, I want you to consciously observe how many times you refrain from saying what's on your mind because you are afraid to insult, trigger, or say something that may be intolerant. I want you to really think about it. And then think about what you thought you were going to say. If it's at the tip of your tongue and you don't say it because you're like, whoops, probably not a polite thing to say, I want you to think about that and tally it. I guarantee you by the end of the week you're going to be disturbed. I don't have that problem. But then again, anybody who knows me knows from the time I was born, thank my mother, thank my aunt, thank everybody who raised me, they raised me to be out there. And there were times they put me in very uncomfortable circumstances in order to make sure I felt comfortable later. Nothing like to give you a whiskey bottle? A 10-year-old daughter going into a store and having your mother loudly proclaim to one and all, my daughter's getting her first bra, who's going to help her? What's wrong with that? When you're 10, everything. I wouldn't know. But the thing is, is I was raised in that environment to the point where I finally got immune to caring if I insult you or if I, you know, if, if my intolerance offends you because I know I'm not being rude. I'm not going out and finding people and degrading them personally. I'm not going out and telling people that they are, you know, this and this and this personally. But if I happen to have an opinion on something, for instance, when I went to Walmart the one time, the one of the very few times I do because you know how I feel about Walmart, and there was a sign up at this one aisle that said, no alcohol or pork in this aisle, where the heck do you think I brought my alcohol, my bacon, my side of pork, my pork chops, which I hadn't been planning on buying, slapped it right on there and stared him down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. There you go. That is my freedom of speech. When the manager well, I, came out, I looked at him and I said, I want you to show me in your bylaws where your employee has the right to make these type of decisions based upon his personal belief. Because if you can, then the employee next to him who is Christian should not have to sit next to a Muslim and should be able to choose another aisle. And this little lady turned around and looked at me and she said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So be not afraid to use your First Amendment, because if you are afraid to to use your First Amendment, you are going to lose your First Amendment. That's true enough. And that's my message of the day. Mm -hmm. So once more, reiteration, because at the last thing, the first thing you ever hear and the last thing you ever hear of any type of lecture or speech or anything is what you remember. Contra Radio, John Jeffers, Wednesday, he does current events. Yep. He does current events. He does, you know, what's going on in the world politically and everything else. Then on Fridays, I'm the no-nonsense politics without emotion on both sides. This is what you need to listen to if you're actually open to listening intelligently and maturely. And then on Saturday, we normally have Ladies of the Watch, but I think it is postponed this week only because Julie is down in Houston, Texas, helping with the evacuees. 
So negative. Did she, did she negative. Go? Negative. Oh, she's not. Where she is she? In, she called in last night uh, with uh, Hurricane Irma looming right. off the, in the Atlantic, and the, the early prediction is it's going to slam Florida as a Cat Five. <gasps> we we told her to stand by. Do not go to Houston. Stand by with your supplies. You'll probably, you know, wait till later on in the week. No, no, she's still in okay. Florida. As far, as of last well, no, night, no, she she's in Florida. Florida. Is she in the hot zone for Irene? Unknown yet. Irma, they don't know. They don't know yet. They're still, they're still trying to get a track on. It'll take probably another few days before they confirm it up. But okay, what well, she needs to do is she needs to start packing her stuff up again. now, and she needs to go ahead and get her bug out bag in mass because she's got a lot of supplies. A lot of, you know what? That's what I said. I said. If you're in Florida, now's the time to start thinking about your evac plan. And if they say it's going to hit Florida, you need to go. It's go a three-day weekend, people. Goes. Go camping someplace else outside the state. There you go. It can't hurt you. And take your pets, please. Okay, this is not part take of my show normally, pets. but I'm going to go ahead and rant a little bit. Do it. Do it because I'm, I'm with if you 100%. If I catch video go. of you tying your dang dog up and walking away in a hurricane situation, I have people. <laughs> I have people, and they will be more than happy to go get your dog and then make sure you never have another one for the rest of your life. Amen. If you Amen. leave your animal behind in an evacuation situation, or you if you own livestock and you know there's a potential, even a potential, and you don't take care of it, you can burn for all I care. You will be hunted down. And there's don't no give me this. Well, we were told not to evacuate. If you've got a horse and you're in a flood zone, Hello. And you're in hurricane season? Get it out of there. Hello. All right. Quit being a 34 minutes. 34 seconds left. Everybody, be safe. Do the challenge. Let me know how you feel. Any hate mail, send to John. No, Talk send to, it to me. <laughs> Have a good one. Good night. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.